You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com is like the biggest online superstore for all of your sex needs. They've got toys, they've got lingerie, they've got movies. It's pretty much a one-stop shop for everything sexy. Now, you'll get 10 free gifts when you order one item. Something for her, something for him, something you'll both enjoy, and six free movies, plus free shipping. All you have to do is enter code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com for your 10 free gifts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Before I get into today's episode, which is very special episode. Um, I want to quickly mention a very important event that is coming up. It is the APAC annual Spread the Love event. If you don't know what APAC is, it's the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. I've talked about it before on my podcast. And what they're doing is a fundraiser for Pineapple Support, which is the mental health resource for the adult industries. So it's really, really important. It's going to be hosted by Anna Fox, Lauren Phillips, and Natalie Mars. It's a rooftop party at the W in Hollywood, and it's open to industry people and fans alike. So yes, you can go. If you're interested, you're going to want to email apac.information at gmail.com. That's apac.information at gmail.com. It's $10 for industry people. It's $20 for friends and fans, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It is Saturday, July 13th at 9.30 p.m., and I am also going to be there. I'm actually going to represent Browsers, who is sponsoring the event. Super cool. I was so incredibly honored that they asked me. So I will be there as well. And um, so will basically anybody who's anybody in porn. So you should definitely come. All right. With that out of the way, let's talk about this episode ahead. I'm so very excited for two reasons. First of all, I have the amazing Mia Malkova as my guest. I've been trying to get her on for a while now, and I'm so thrilled that she actually made it on. And secondly, and this is hard to believe myself, this is my 100th episode. 100 episodes. I never thought my show would make it this far. And it's all thanks to you guys. My two-year anniversary is in a couple of weeks, and we are also creeping up on another exciting number, one million downloads. So nuts. This is so crazy to me. A million is a huge number. Every month, this show has been growing, and I'm just so excited about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But enough about numbers. Back to my esteemed guest, Mia. If you've been listening to my show, you know that we often talk about the new technological platforms that have enabled performers to have more autonomy over their careers, how these platforms give them an opportunity to create and sell content independently so they aren't so heavily dependent on getting booked by production companies to make a living. Some people are so successful with these independent platforms that they really don't need to shoot for anyone else at all, and Mia is one of those people. 
She's got a private Snapchat, a Cameo profile, a Twitch channel, a Pornhub channel, many vids, OnlyFans. There's probably some other ones that I'm missing. My point is, Mia has become her own entrepreneur, her own boss, which is amazing for her, but also a little bit sad for producers like me who are losing more and more of these amazing porn stars to their own personal content production machine. Basically, these girls don't need people like me to book them anymore. They've become completely self-empowered and self-sufficient. But it's not as if girls like Mia haven't put in their time. Mia spent years in the trenches, so to speak, building up her name by shooting hundreds of scenes for pretty much all of the legitimate porn companies out there. Everyone wanted a piece of Mia Malkova. I mean, not only is she obviously beautiful with an incredible butt that has to be seen to be believed, but she's also crazy flexible. Look up anything on Mia Malkova and you'll quickly find photos and videos of her giving blowjobs while doing a backbend or any other number of crazy looking poses. Hell, I've shot plenty of images of her like that. It seemed like a crime, a missed opportunity to not shoot Mia in some pretzel shape, simply because so few girls could do what she could do. So in this interview, when Mia talks about taking a break from shooting for other people and only working for herself... She talked about how hard all those scenes were on her body, how people expected her to do these backbend blowjobs in every scene, but didn't want to give her the time to stretch and warm up her muscles, how it began to take a physical toll on her. And that got me thinking, just how much we really do ask of these performers. I think most people can agree porn stars are sexual athletes. Most people do not fuck for 30 to 40 minutes in at least five different positions, which are parameters set to me by my clients, by the way. Most people do not have sex in a stable or on a hard desk or a marble kitchen counter or in a freezing cold pool in January. Most people do not do backwards bending blowjobs or have sex with five well-endowed men or fit two dicks in their body at the same time for 30 to 40 minutes in at least five different positions. But we ask performers to do that every single day. And yes, they are doing it for money. And yes, we are curating a fantasy. So yes, of course, we expect more of these people. But think about it. Imagine putting yourself through those kinds of sexual escapades. I won't even do reverse cowgirl for more than two minutes because basically all you're doing is asking me to do squats on your dick, which is not enjoyable. So I understand why Mia would want to take this opportunity that all of her personal content platforms have given her. I understand why she might want to give her body a break to not have to acquiesce to sometimes unrealistic expectations that we producers often put on these performers. And believe me, I am very aware of these expectations when I am shooting. I know that sometimes I ask a lot of my models. I know sometimes I don't give them enough time to take breaks, to eat lunch, just to have a moment. But I am balancing an ever-shrinking budget against the need for more content produced in a shorter amount of time. And to be honest, pretty much nobody gets breaks on set anymore. But I feel guilty sometimes. I do. When I see a model is struggling or when I know a scene is really hard or uncomfortable for them. But again, I'm paying a location by the hour and we have so much to shoot in one day. And I'm going into maximum efficiency mode, and I'm sometimes forgetting that these people are human. I've spent some time in front of the camera myself, never as a performer, but TV show host, competition judge, whatever. And so I have a small idea of how draining it is to be an entertainer. 
Not just the physical demands, but how mentally draining it can be to work long hours and remember your lines, remain in character, and pretty much to be on at the drop of a hat. It is tough. And then add backwards bending blowjobs on top of all of that. I guess my point is, I'm so happy to have this show to enable me to sit down and actually talk to the people who I work with and to be reminded of their humanity to get an idea of what it's like to be in their shoes. And so next time you watch a porn scene, maybe think for a second how much effort went into that scene, not just from a production standpoint, but literally what the performer put themselves through physically so that you could masturbate to it. And maybe think about throwing a little money towards whoever it is that gave you that moment of pleasure. Because let's be honest, they earned it. And with that, let's welcome my guest who has absolutely earned all of the success she enjoys today, because she is, honestly, one of the sweetest, loveliest girls in this business, and I'm so happy to have her here today, Mia Malkova. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today... I know I am excited, and I know you guys are very excited that I got the incredible Mia Malkova on my show. <laughs> Mia, hi! Hi, Holly! <laughs> I also have one other thing that um, I didn't reveal to you. Today is a special episode for an entirely different reason than just you being here. This is my 100th episode. <gasps> Oh, congratulations. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Jesus, you put in 100 hours. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I put in a lot, a lot of hours into this podcast. And uh, yeah, I can't believe it's the 100th episode. I actually haven't really been counting. And one of my listeners mentioned, they're like, do you realize that your 100th episode is coming up? And I was like, holy shit, you're right. And then I looked at my calendar and actually originally, (laughs) originally it was going to be a Bella Danger, but then like. I ended up, you ended up coming, being able to come in today and then yeah. Honey Gold's after you. And so like you guys kind of came in last minute, so it shifted Just everything. Just worked out perfectly. So yeah, but yeah, so yay. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. And I'm actually not, not sick of it yet. No. Which is really, Ernie's laughing you, over you'd here. You'd have to enjoy it to put in that many hours. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you want to talk about like putting many hours into doing something that you don't enjoy, just talk to Mike Quasar. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. That's really funny. And so true. And he's the first person to say that. We, But we love you, Mike. He knows that. <laughs> um, so you're actually, you don't live close to here. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming out. Of course. And when I asked you about coming on, it was funny because I've had this conversation with a lot of other people who I've, I really want to have on the show and who fans ask for all the time. And, you know, it's not that easy for people who are, you know, very busy, such as yourself, or don't live here to, to make it out here um, to do this show. And so a lot of the times I get, you know, like, oh, yeah, um, I'll let you know when I'm in town. And I'm always like, I will never hear from them, (laughs) which again is understandable. Like I get it. Like people have a lot to do. And, you know, like for example, when, um, you know, I don't know, 
Brandy Love is flying out here to shoot, the first thing on her mind is not, how can I schedule in Holly's podcast while yeah. I'm out here to work? So yeah. um, when you contact me a couple days later, you're like, actually, I can do it this Saturday. I was like, whoa! <laughs> like, I was super surprised. So I think I did it to you first, though. I was like, I'll let you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'll never hear from her again. <laughs> but then I, you know, I tried. Yeah, so. you cycled back around. I was like, you know what? Yeah, this could work. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so you're actually up here for two other reasons. Mm-hmm. You're going to the big Vixen party tonight. Yeah. Which, as we mentioned, I was invited to, but I'm far too busy to go. <laughs> Much cooler things to do. I was not invited. <laughs> That's okay. I still love you, Greg. It's fine. Um, but also, I'm super excited because you were do- you're doing some videos with Ryan Creamer, right? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I did right before I came here. Right. So, can- for those of you who don't know who Ryan Creamer is, he's a comedian, and I, oh my God. So he, <laughs> sorry, I can't even like talk about it without laughing. So He's wonderful. Yeah. So you guys all know Pornhub, obviously, right? And you know, like what it looks like and like the videos that are on there, you know, like blowjob compilation and like, you know, um, I fuck my stepsister or whatever. So Ryan makes these wholesome videos that are the complete antithesis to what you would normally find on Pornhub. Like example, he has um forehead kiss compilation. He'll like tuck girls into bed at night. Yes. Like, make sure they get driven home safely. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like the titles are so great. Um, like one of them is I do the dishes without being asked. And he's like smile, big smile, you know, like dressed all conservative. And then another one was, um, my stepsister tries to have sex with me, but I decline her, but tell her I'm flattered regardless. <laughs> or I take a taxi ride without having sex with the driver. Can I say something? He's yes. like known as the nice guy on Pornhub, yes. right? So when I was contacting him about coming out here, I was like, okay, I'm going to book a, a podcast. You know, can can we work around it? He's like, oh, yeah, let's make sure that uh, we'll, we'll do it in the area so you don't have to travel far to your podcast. I'm like, he's so nice. He really is. Is he really that nice in person? He's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is very nice. So can you talk about what you guys did or is it like something that's going to come out later? I, I think so. I mean, I already have the video, so I'll, I'll send them to you. It okay. literally took 10 minutes. It was it was super easy, super chill. We just went to the park. Um and he's going to post it this Monday, but it's cloud gazing with me and Malkova. So we just went to the park. I had on like a really nice sweater. He had on his sweater. We kind of laid perpendicular to each other and we're just like cloud gazing and talking and like breathing and sighing. It was really wholesome. So is that going to go on Pornhub then? Yeah. And yeah. it'll be like cloud gazing with Mia Malkova and not trying to stick my dick in her mouth or whatever. Just cloud gazing with Mia Malkova, <laughs> which is something people don't see of me on Pornhub. So it's funny. <laughs> Today was actually very overcast though. Were you actually able to see clouds? Um, nope. There were no clouds. And actually the overcast didn't help me at all because I couldn't look up without my eyes watering terribly. Yes. Right. Cause it's so incredibly bright out. Yeah. Yeah. So you just recently went to Hawaii. I did. You went to Kauai, right? I went to Kauai. Yeah, because I was there in October. And so I saw a bunch of your pictures, and I was like, I was there. I was there. I didn't look <laughs> as good as you did in those photos, but um, it looks like you had a great time. Thank you. I did. It's my favorite island. Yeah? Yeah. I've, well, I've only been to two. I've been to Maui and Kauai. But Same, so- actually. <laughs> I've only been to two, too, and it is also my favorite yeah. island. Yeah. I want to go to Oahu. Oahu yeah. looks like it would be a lot of fun too. What are some of your favorite places to go to visit? Like, what's your, like, been your favorite place? 
Um, I'd say Kauai has been my favorite place. Costa Rica yes. was my favorite place. Um, oh, this is this is hard. So I really like national parks. So I went mm. to Sedona recently. Oh I, yeah, I loved it there. I, I love so Sedona. Beautiful. Um, Alaska. I went to Alaska and I had a really great time there. Yeah, like just the the wildlife. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. I went bear viewing. Which, how how does that work? So they uh, they fly you on a a charter plane um, to an island not not far away. I think it's called Katmai Island, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of coastal grizzly bears on the island, oh, wow. and they're they're on this plateau, and they they take you on a tour. And the way the the bears are used to people being around them, like mm-hmm. they've they've been doing these tours for years, so these mm-hmm. bears have have seen these tour groups come come in, you know, their mm-hmm. entire lives. So they've accepted us as part of their ecosystem, mm-hmm. and they're also like there's plentiful like plentiful food on the island for them. So they're really they're not aggressive bears, mm-hmm. um, and they take you. And we behave in very predictable manners, and so you can just walk around. And at one point, like I looked, I looked into the distance, and I counted like twenty grizzly bears in the distance. It's wow. crazy. How close do you get to them? I was pretty close. I was about 15 feet away from my mom and her cubs at one point, And we like sat down as a group and, and watched them for about an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. And it's really surreal. You don't, you, I didn't feel like I was in danger at Do the they time. come like with protection at all? No. <laughs> so no one has bear spray or anything? Uh, I mean, I'm sure they have bear spray. We didn't bring anything though. Right, but like you're you're you have tour guides, right? Yes. They don't just like let you loose. No, no, like, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, we have the tour guides and we're not able to like be um like I said, we're not able to like get up or move away from the group or talk loudly, none of that. It's right. it's very predictable as to not bother them so we yeah. can observe them. That's awesome. You yeah. uh, after the show, I'm going to ask you um, for more details on that because my boyfriend's always wanted to go to Alaska. Like he's <sighs> a big outdoorsman. Yes, he would love Alaska and something like that. He would be really into. I think that's one of the coolest things I've ever done. Yeah, we went for his birthday once. I took him um, to a wolf sanctuary, and it was it was the most hilarious experience I've ever had, not because of the wolves, but the woman who ran it was batshit crazy. Uh It was so (laughs) bizarre. Like, so she started off the whole thing, like, you know, being super strict about how you behave around the wolves and you can't like go in the cages with the wolves and you can't like stick your fingers through all this stuff makes sense to yeah, me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But then like, so I paid for a private tour. So just the two of us and she just, and my boyfriend's like really good, like with people, like he's got wonderful manners and he's very charming and like people love him, especially like crazy people. And she just loved him. So she took us into this wolf enclosure inside with her, which was fine. And then someone showed up to give her like a certificate of an award for something. So she got really excited. So she left us in the enclosure by ourselves and went to go get whatever the fuck this certificate was. Oh my God. And just left us in the enclosure with the wolves and they were just circling. Oh my God. Just watching us. And like, I honestly didn't feel in danger. Like you could tell like these were not aggressive wolves. Yeah. They've, They've been yeah. used to people. Yeah, but they were, but it was surreal. And we were just like, and this, of course, went against everything that she like yeah. talked about. So clearly, like, she doesn't really stick yeah. to the rules. She just, 
And then she went on to tell us about like the Illuminati Bible and Uh-oh. how like they were after her. And I mean, she, and she had like 18 adopted children and like a bunch of them. Was, I don't think that's possible. No, I don't think she officially adopted any of them. She was crazy, but like hilarious. It was like, it was so funny. It was just great. Cause the experience was about the people who ran the wolf sanctuary, not, not actually the about the wolves. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. It sounds pretty cool. So like experiences like that are, you know, what I think make like the best gifts. So, yeah. I so agree. you, um, have not actually really been shooting that much anymore, like professionally. Right. Mm-mm. So what are you up to these days? Um, well, I live a little ways away, mm-hmm. <laughs> still in California. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of isolated and I, to be honest, I hang out at home a lot. And so you've always been that way though. Yes. I remember when I first met you, you were very like, you're like, I like to give up, I like to get up early. I like yeah. to do yoga. Like you were so <laughs> chill. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so basically I've, I've been doing Pilates every day. I've been trying to really focus on my health and fitness, eating, mm-hmm. e- eating really well and, you know, trying not to be stressed out, enjoying home. Um, I have four dogs, like I've acquired three dogs in, <laughs> in like the last six months, Aww. but I love them. They're my family. And so since I'm at home all the time, like it's just wonderful having them there. Yeah. Um, and I've been I've been streaming on Twitch, which I really enjoy. I've always been a bit of a nerd, mm-hmm. and so I thought, you know, it originally started because I I was playing video games anyway, and I was thinking, you know, instead of just wasting this time, I could do something productive with it. You mm-hmm. know, I can, you know, make a little bit of income, and then Twitch turned out to be this whole bigger thing that I didn't expect, and I I really people pay to watch you play. Is that how it works? Yeah, they yes. Um, but crazy. it could be anything. Like you can do podcasts on Twitch. Uh, a lot of people do it. You know, just chatting, um, ASMR. People paint on there. They, you know, they draw. It's really whatever you want. It's you're and the content creator. Pay to watch you do this. Stuff. They yes, wow. yes. Um, but I, what I like about it is I have my chat room and I'm interacting with them the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to um, interact with people on a personal basis, which I haven't done my entire career Mm -hmm. and then um i have moderators in the chat so there's no bullshit there's no one in there like trolling me or anything Mm -hmm. like that so i'm literally just talking to people who are super cool who are fans of me who want to compliment me who want to help me in the game and Mm -hmm. you know it's just chilling and playing video games it's very enjoyable wow that's amazing yeah so so that's what you're doing to uh, i mean obviously because we still have to work even though you're not shooting professionally then you have a Snapchat, right? I have a Snapchat and I have my OnlyFans. And I've been uploading things to Bornhub. So a lot of what I do has um, been very amateur and for the most part just with my boyfriend for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to branch out and I want to shoot very professional scenes. It's all it's all trial and error because mm-hmm. I have never done this before. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's step by step. Mm-hmm. But eventually I want to shoot really nice professional scenes, um, even for my OnlyFans. And, you know, I want to mm-hmm. open up my own website. Yeah. Yeah. So would you be performing with is your does your boyfriend perform with you or would cuz he's, he's a photographer, right? Yeah, he's a photographer. So um, would he be performing with you as well or he, Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. He, he would, but for the most part I think he would be shooting the scenes. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
So that's that's actually really nice to have somebody like, and he probably takes all those amazing pictures of you when you travel and stuff, right? Such great pictures. <sighs> I'm in love with it. Like we, I, I love photo shoots. Yeah. I love doing photo shoots. I love being able to plan it and have these incredible backgrounds. Like yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. So Instagram, I, I've really taken a liking to Instagram, which I never used to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I I often wish like I had some like hot girlfriend that I could travel with and like shoot and all these amazing amazing yeah, places. Yeah, because it's not like you just go there and, and experience and whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. I have proof. <laughs> I know. And every time I, if I, it's so bad. Like I just think with such a photographer mentality, wherever I go, if I go somewhere really beautiful. You can't enjoy it. Cause I'm thinking I'm that always thinking too. about shooting like, there. We need to shoot here. Yes. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not like frolicking along. I'm like, yeah. no, no, we are working. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. Right. Instagram photos now. <laughs> I know. And, and, and I'll let, I'll go to like an old castle in like England and I'll be like, naked girl would look really good right there. <laughs> And I'm thinking about the light. And I'm like, oh, the light here is so good. We could shoot this. Like, yes. I can't get it out of my head. I understand. It's, it's so bad. But it doesn't ruin it for you, does it? It just no. makes it exciting in a different way. I guess. It just makes me wish, like, I don't know. You weren't such a workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> you could, like, chill out and just enjoy it. Yeah, I know, right? It's, like, impossible. Yeah. So speaking of um, beautiful scenery and backdrops, one of my um, fondest memories of you, and I have so many, is uh, our trip to Costa Rica when I sh- when we shot for Twisties. <laughs> that was such an amazing trip. It really was. That was one of my favorite trips. And the thing that I really loved the most, we were in a beautiful place, but everybody who came with us was yes. s- such cool people. Just a, such a cool group of people to hang out with. Yeah, it was really like just, so it was you. It was Nicole Aniston, Madison Ivy, and Tyler Nixon. It yep. was like the best group yep. of people, <laughs> and the and honestly, like I'm always nervous about taking models to like another country to shoot because um, one big thing that I'm terrified of that happens is that like. I'm then responsible for you guys, yeah, right? Of course. And I'm worried about people going off and like partying yeah. and like getting hammered or doing stupid shit. Because yeah. if you go with girls who aren't responsible, like that can horrible happen. things can happen. Yeah. Um, but it was so great because all of you, like none of you drink really, like <laughs> no. at all. And the only thing that you guys do is smoke weed. So like Everybody just wanted to hang out at the house, smoke weed, and like everyone was in bed by like 10 p.m. Yep. It was so great. <laughs> like nobody was hungover. I didn't have to drag anybody out of bed Nicole the next morning. Nicole was at that four in the morning with her little jump rope. I like, know. Working out, drinking her apple cider vinegar. Like, <laughs> I know. You get up in the morning and Nicole would be running up and down the stairs doing like fucking yep. like, stair climber. Yep. Just, like, She's like, I am not losing my progress. <laughs> so I think I tried to work out with her one morning and I just couldn't keep up. No, there's no way. No, it was so fucking funny. And God, do you remember the bugs there? They were huge. Mm, Yes. Yes, I do. I do. Oh my God. Scary. And and like, so we would, so it would be nighttime, right? And then you'd go downstairs to get something out of the kitchen and you'd turn the hallway light on and it would just be like a flutter of like (laughs) massive bugs everywhere. And then I remember shooting outside at night. And they would go for the lights, like the video lights. And the, so you would just, the audio was a real problem because you just hear, 
<laughs> all the time. And then when we returned the lights, they were covered in dead bugs. It was so disgusting. So do you know what happened to me um, the first night that I got there? Mm. So me and Tyler, we were super excited. And we were like, let's go down to the beach. Because it was walking distance. It was like maybe a 30-minute hike. So we're I like, remember let's go this. Down. I remember this. And it was later in the evening. And so we walk and we <laughs> hike down there. And we watch the sunset. And we're like, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. Like, it's, the sun goes down. And we're like, we should probably start heading back. So heading back, we're heading through a trail just through jungle yeah. and it's pitch dark at night and we're like fuck what kind of predators are out here <laughs> like i've never heard so many noises before in yeah. my life it was so scary i was high anxiety and i remember hearing something in the bushes and i screamed and i grabbed him and he kind of pushed me off he's like i'm not gonna protect you let's get this straight i'm just as scared as you <laughs> like <laughs> I can. That sounds like Tyler. I know. It was. It was cute. It was funny. I, I was like, okay, okay, let's just go quickly. Like, oh my! Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember the howler monkeys? Yes. And we'd hear yes. them like every morning. Yes. So we nice. saw a toucan too. That was pretty. Yeah, cool. that was cool. And then yeah. that huge iguana that came up. I saw quite a few iguanas. Yeah, yeah. I think you fed them in the morning. Was it you who's feeding them? The I fed them at a restaurant. Oh, there, there was a couple that came up to the house, and someone was feeding them. Maybe it was Madison. Maybe I don't remember. Um, but one of the one of the funniest things is something that apparently you don't really remember. <laughs> I so <know> why. <laughs> you didn't. I don't think you like smoked weed the whole time there either. No, no, probably just a few times. Yeah, you weren't like like we're like Madison. I mean, obviously was like smoking weed all the time. I can and like get, Tyler. Yeah, and like I like weed, but I can get socially awkward. So yeah. like. I pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one night, um, so one night the the guy who was renting us out the locations we were shooting at um, had like a little party um, that we went to and everyone went except for you and then my assistant Damon, you guys stayed at the house. And I think you ate edibles. (laughs) I don't know. I think you ate some edibles. I don't even think you smoked. And Damon said that he was just like hanging out reading his book and he saw out of the corner of his eye you going back and forth from the kitchen like to your bedroom like a lot of times and he was like, I wonder what she's doing but didn't really think about it. We come home from the party and like all the food is gone. Like all of it. And I was like, what happened to all the food? And you were like, I ate it all. I'm so sorry. That that really does sound like me. And you're like, I'm sorry. I just got really high and the food tasted so good. And then I've been reading my book and it's so interesting. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, you're so cute. David and I still talk about that. (laughs) But like, yeah, I had to go to the grocery store the next day because you ate everything in the house. Sorry. I'm I'm like uncontrollable appetite when I get high. I know. Believe me. Uncontrollable. I'm not even going to try to control it. Like it suits me. (laughs) Well, and remember like the fruit was so, so good there. I mean, you couldn't, Nicole ate like so many bananas. I know. Remember how excited she was with all the bananas? She loves bananas. That was the staple of her diet. Oh my God. Every time I look at bananas, I think of Nicole Aniston. Now. <laughs> I really do. It's like just Nicole and bananas. I think they even like managed to make their way into the scene, huh? Or into like photos at least. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, she was just eating. Yeah, a lot she's of, all about it. All about the bananas. I live close to Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. Very oh. close. Very do you guys ever see each other? Mm. We shot content um, recently, but I should see her more. Yeah. You guys are both kind of introverts, though. That is the issue. That's why we don't see each other. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're both like, we're spending time with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember when I first shot you. Actually, I remember I had quite a time tracking you down because you were submitted to me by this agent. I won't name him. It's not 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 Matrix. Um, it was some other agent. Ah, I remember. Yeah, and he was a little nutty. And um, I was, I had a, I had a fight with him over. Some, I can't even remember what really? it was. Yeah, yeah, we had a fight, and he like he got real aggressive with me. It's very oh. bizarre. So like when I saw you, and then I heard you were with him, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I want to shoot her, but like I won't deal with this guy. So then when you were picked up by John Stevens, I yeah. was like, oh thank God, you know I can. But um. Yeah, I just remember thinking, like, God, this girl is so naturally pretty. She's so cute. Her ass is insane. (laughs) And, like, she's so flexible. I'm like, this person does not exist. Like, she's got to be, like, a horrible human being or, like, just super annoying. And then I met you, and you were so sweet. And then you're like, yeah, I get up early, like, do yoga, I don't drink. I'm like, where did you come from? You're like a unicorn. <laughs> and and you ended up being like a huge fucking star. Aww. Did you when you came into the industry? Well, first of all, like how did you get in? And then did you expect to do as well as you've done? Um. So how I got in was uh, I've had a childhood friend who I've known since I was seven. She's mm-hmm. always been my best friend. Um. And she started doing a few scenes. It never really went anywhere for her because it mm-hmm. really wasn't her thing. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She wasn't into it. Uh, but she was playing the night at my house, and I was always the more, I was a little on the crazy side, very promiscuous as a teenager, like mm-hmm. very, very perverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she she told me what she was doing, and I instantly, like, I was like, I want to do that, you yeah. know? Like, and it was more, it was less about the money, it was more about the idea of being a sex symbol, just because mm-hmm. I was so fascinated with sex mm-hmm. as a teenager. Um and so I contacted, she was with the guy mm-hmm. who you mentioned. Yeah. And so that's how it all worked out. That was that was my in. Mm-hmm. And I did a few scenes. And actually the first scene I did, I was like, you know, I'm going to do this just full time. Just because I got, I was working at Sizzler at the time, you know. <laughs> I got paid more than I do in a month. And yeah. so I was like, I can do this, you know. And I, yeah. I put in my two weeks notice and that was that. Um, I did not... I did not think I would do as well. I didn't think that it would turn into a career. To be honest, I really didn't think a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I, I was. I was kind of going with the flow and and having fun with the whole thing. I really didn't have a business mentality, and I I really didn't look at it as as an industry like mm-hmm. that. I was just looking at it as fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what was your first scene like? Um. So. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. I liked it just because, you know, I didn't know any better. <laughs> so it, it was close by. It, it was uh, in Murrieta, so uh-huh. not even not even L.A. It was a, it's a small company, and mm-hmm. I worked with talent, and he was nice. And, um, you know, it was it was just a blowjob scene, and mm-hmm. it was it's called Jesse Lode's Monster Facials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the reason I liked it, because going there, like, being able to take my clothes off in front of people, I'm like, this is freeing. Yeah. And then, you know, like, doing something sexual with someone— I've never met before. That was the whole aspect of it that I was like, I really enjoy this. You know, mm-hmm. this this is fun. It's exciting. Um, so you weren't like scared. Like no. You, you felt like it felt right for you. It felt right. Yeah, yeah. I was all for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really great. And you said your family is pretty supportive of your career, right? Yeah, very, very supportive. Very open-minded family. <laughs> That's great. Um, my immediate family. You mm-hmm. know, outside of my immediate family, like my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, they don't agree with it. Yeah, well, um, you can't win them all. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so many, you know, so many people lose their family, lose their close friends over the decision. So um, it must be really great for you to have that that support. It is. It is. I, I feel really sorry for, for people when I hear that their their families will disown them, you yeah. know, for, for those choices. They're adults. They yeah. can make whatever decisions they want. And honestly, like they obviously don't truly care about mm-hmm. their children if they're just yeah. gonna disown them. That's not the route that you take if you don't agree with something they And do. that's the thing, like the adult industry has become such a, a safer place to work than it used to be and it's becoming more widely accepted and you know, with our um two week testing yes. and um, you know, as long as you're working with like reputable companies yes. You're you're in a. It can be a, a very positive thing. It can be a very positive thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's been a lot of people who, you know, it's made a huge difference for them. They've been able to make serious money, buy yep. homes, like establish a career. Yes. And especially these days with the, you know, direct to fan platforms like the ones that you use, you can control your own content and you can shoot and call the shots and do whatever you want. It's given me freedom to do whatever I want. And right. it's given me the financial freedom as well to yeah. to move on and do other things. It's, it's exactly really- like do cloud gazing videos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a wonderful thing that you know not a lot of of people can can have yeah and porn has really given people that freedom yeah i actually i feel very blessed i i feel like my life i have the freedom to to travel to sleep in if i want you know i make my own schedule i work with who i want to work with yeah i feel very very blessed to be in the position i'm in yeah so, um, and your brother's in the industry too, which is yes. hilarious. Yes, funny. <laughs> they, yeah. That, like I said, very open-minded family. <laughs> yeah. And uh, somebody who's definitely on your no list. Mm. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, I actually like specifically went to his profile on Twitter just to make sure, just to block him and make sure, you know, <laughs> I ain't seeing anything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Because I, I worked with him for the first time um, a few months ago for Naughty America and he was really great. Um, yeah. I really liked him. That's good. That's and what a lot of people say. Yeah. No, he was great. And it was funny because I don't know how it came up. Um, but it came up that he was your brother. And I sort of remember you saying at one point your brother was trying to get into the industry, but I didn't like remember what his name was and he doesn't use like your same last name. Yeah. Um, so, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like I could just, you know what I mean? You guys have a similar kind of like just warmth about you and like. Really? Yeah. You think? Yeah. I think we're so different. Really? Yeah. I think we're polar opposites. Why? How? Well, I don't know him that well. I mean, I only work with him like once, but he's just like really nice that's, and lovely, and that's what everybody says. Yeah, um, which I'm really, really happy about because you know all kinds of girls are coming up to me. And they're like, "Oh, I worked with your brother. He was really sweet." And I'm like, "That's good." Yeah, you know, that's good. Um, I honestly, I'm not very close to him, mm-hmm. um, just because we 
we don't have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think we're polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a lot in common. Even like our conversations on like, I don't know what to say to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, conversation doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. It's funny. I, um, my brother and I are very different as well, but he lives in the guest house behind me. But I think that if he didn't, like, I probably wouldn't see him that much because we also, like, don't really have a lot yeah. in common. Yeah. Um, and I love him. And, and my mom's very much like the matriarch who, like, insists that my family comes together on a consistent basis. Yeah. So, like, we see each other and we spend holidays together. Um, and because he lives in the guest house and, like, his girlfriend's awesome, like, we'll have, like, Monopoly night nice. together. And we'll have, like, dinners together and stuff, like, maybe about once a week. Or, yeah. So I do get to... To see him, but it's really just like kind of a convenience thing. Yes, and you know? I, I think with me, I'm. It, it doesn't matter if they're their family. He's he's a lovely person, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not that I don't like him at all because mm-hmm. obviously I love him. He's my brother. Yeah, but I'm very picky about who I who I spend my time with. Mm. So if I don't have you know much in common with you, and it's more of like a chore for me to hang out, and it yeah. doesn't feel like comfortable, yeah. then you know you're not going to see a lot of me. Yeah. Do you feel that that has becomes more and more of a truth for you as you get older? Because I know that that's the case for me. Like as I get older, I'm I become more and more selective about who yeah. I spend my time with. Um. Yes and no. I feel like I've been like this my this way my entire life. Mm. That's. You know, as a teenager, I I spent most of the time in the house in my room just because I'm I'm very very much to myself. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I've always been very very selective about who I feel comfortable with and who I'm going to give my time to. But more so as I get older, more so you know the people that I do choose my to give my time to, I'm making sure that they're um, people who bring something better to my life than worse. Yeah. You know? Yes. I God, I so agree with you. I wish more people followed that because a lot of people allow like, you know, just people in their lives that just suck so much energy yeah. and time out of you. And, and, it's just, and then they get like enmeshed with them and they, it's they crazy feel drama. like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah. I definitely like used to, I mean, when I was younger, you know, I used to invite drama into my life and now I'm just like, I, I want fucking nothing to do with that. That's how I feel too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick uh, break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Perfect. Hey, listeners. So really quickly, I just need to explain why I so desperately need you to support my podcast. Currently, I'm bringing in enough to cover the expenses of producing my show, but there's not much left over after all the bills have been paid. One big thing on my wish list for this year is I really want to take my show to the AVN convention, but that is going to cost me a fortune, and I cannot do it without your help. Imagine all the amazing interviews I can get there in the middle of the biggest porn expo in the world. There's so much more I want to do, but I don't want to bore you with all the details. And I know a lot of you want to get back to the interview. So I will say this, please seriously consider supporting the show that you love so much. You can join my Patreon for as little as $5 and get access to the interview streaming live, as well as lots of other bonus content you cannot get anywhere else. There's also a lot more that I offer if you can afford to shell out a few more bucks. So go check out everything that I have to offer at patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Now, if you really can't or don't want to, for whatever reason, support my Patreon, please consider purchasing something from one of my sponsors. Just make sure you use my code. They will only come back to sponsor more episodes if they see their investment paying off. 
Thank you guys so much. And if you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to email me at hollyrandallunfiltered at gmail.com. And now back to the show. Okay. And we're back. So um, during the commercial break, we um, decided that I look like Garth from Wayne's World. Sorry. I didn't recognize, I didn't realize that until I looked at the photos of us. So um, party on. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, uh, I don't know. Sometimes my, it's free. It's, moist out today so my hair is not um doing what i want it to do when it gets frizzy i start to look like a member of def leopard it's i have curly frizzy hair too it's rough man it is rough rough. all right uh so we're actually going to play a couple of voicemails that some of you guys left for mia so uh ernie uh hit it hi this is matt calling for a question for mia uh just wondering what's it like being the most flexible girl in the industry. <laughs> Do you feel like that's always required for you in a lot of shoots, like expected, or is it just a bonus? Also, you're the prettiest. Aww. <laughs> good question. I like it. Yeah, it is a good question. Um, so, yes, when I was shooting all the time, that was something that everybody expected. They would book me and, you know, specifically, hey, she's super flexible. Get this girl. It's going to be a yoga scene. They'd come in with these shots of, you know, like oh my extreme. God. How, many, how many yoga scenes have you so done? So many yoga scenes <laughs> and extreme positions for me to do. And it, it was starting to get very frustrating because I was really really busy mm-hmm. and I didn't have the time like to get into these uh, positions I need to warm up or else I can hurt myself yeah. and warming up and sticking with it mm-hmm. um, you know it can usually warming up for me is like an hour stretching every day that's how yeah. I got so flexible in the right. first place um, and so I'd show up and I haven't stretched in a long time and like my body's not warmed up I'm tired and I'd feel obligated too to do mm-hmm. this because this is the reason they booked me and I wouldn't mm-hmm. find out until the day I got on set right so I was getting I was hurting people myself. don't think about that they it's not know. even necessarily that like you know they told your agent and your agent didn't tell you it's like they're just they just see these pictures and they're like oh she can, she do, can do this, this. Yeah. easy yes. and they just yeah yeah they just didn't know um, so after a little while, actually a, a long while, <laughs> it took me a while. Um, I started telling my agent, Hey, if you know, in order to do anything flexible, I want you to know, let all of the companies know to let me know in advance so I can prepare for the scene, Yeah, which is perfectly fine to me as long as I can prepare for right, it. Right, right, you know? right. And then after a little while, I was like, you know, I'm just not going to do it anymore for you guys. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I started to get really, um, I started to get a lot of anxiety about, you know, maybe how my, the condition my back is going to be in yeah. when I'm like 80. And I'm like, I really don't want to be, it's not worth it to do that for these companies. Right, you right, know, right. It's not worth it. Because um, I, I would be sore and in pain after. Yeah. Because if when I do it at home, I'm not like having sex. While You're I'm not doing, doing an upside down blowjob yeah, for fucking like yes, ten minutes. I'm not in action doing yeah. it. So I was like, you know, it's just really not worth it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Do people kind of give you grief if they'd be like, okay, do this backbend thing, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Actually, no. Um, everyone was really, really sweet and completely understood. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll come up and for pictures, I'll say, we can do it for pictures. Let me just warm up real quick. Um, you know, I'll get into it when I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to get right out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they'll try and shoot as quickly as possible to get it in. And, mm-hmm. and that's that, but everyone really understood. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I know exactly what you mean. It's interesting. Cause I had a talk with 
Phoenix Marie about this. Do you remember um, like how lifting was a big thing for a little bit? Yeah. Like I think it kind of died down yeah. a little bit, but so because Phoenix so like is so strong, um, she was being booked for all these lifting scenes. So for those of you who don't know, it's literally like when you're like li- like lifting someone like they're yeah. a weight. Yeah. And she'd like blow guys yeah. like that, you yeah. know, That's or, hard. oh my God, I have wow. no, I can't imagine how you could possibly do no, that. I've seen those scenes. I'm like, Phoenix is a beast. Right. <laughs> but she told me that like she starts, um, she started charging people extra for that because she's like the toll that it takes on my body is a lot and then I have to like go get a massage the next day and she's like why do I you know why should I have to pay for that out of my own pocket when it's the company who's benefiting and they're asking a lot of strain on my body they're asking more than they would ask other girls right right um so that totally makes sense to me um so great question we love that question all right uh next one Hi, Mia. It's Michael from Belmore. I was just wondering if you are still performing, and I was just wondering if you're going to be at, at Exotica's in uh, New Jersey, and are you still featured dancing? Thanks. Bye. Uh, Michael? Michael? I think so, yeah. Okay. Michael from Belmont. Yeah. Um, I'm not performing for companies right now. I'm I'm doing my own thing. So anything new that you want to see or that you want to see from me is going to come from Snapchat, OnlyFans. Um, I upload to Pornhub as well. Um, and I will be like I, I have a lot of content already, and I'm very active. But I plan on you know just moving forward and, and putting out the best content I can. Um, as far as Exoticas. I'm not. Uh, I won't be at the Exoticas, and I don't. I honestly don't think I'm. I'm going to go back to them at least anytime soon. Um, just traveling for work all the time is just taking a, too much of a toll on me and stresses me out. So I'm taking a serious break from that. Don't know if I'm going to go back to it. Um, and then what was the last question? If you're still feature dancing. Oh. I'm not featured dancing. Um, and I will be perfectly honest. There were things about featured dancing I liked, but the whole atmosphere of being out late, what, traveling, being up late, being in a club, dancing in front of people, anxiety, stress, not my atmosphere. So it's something I'm probably not going to do again. Yeah, I, I've i talked to, you know, quite a few girls who do a lot of featured dancing, like Lisa Ann and Brett yeah. Rossi. And- great, great money. Yeah, but like I, I'm the same as you. Like I like to be in bed early. Yes. I do not like to be out late. Nope. So like these girls doing these shows that like midnight, one a.m. Yep. Like what the fuck? No. And then and then so like and then doing that all weekend, completely fucking up your sleep schedule. And then yep. coming back here and then having to be on set for shoots at like yes. eight a.m. Just sounds like a nightmare to me. And I, it is a nightmare. And I'll say I have uh, I have. Uh, stage fright I really do really which is crazy because I feature dance so much yeah I did feature dance a lot yeah um but I have stage fright and to get over it I was drinking so yeah. like I'd get tips I'd started off with me getting tipsy before I'd go on because that way like it just loosens me up I'm mm-hmm. like who cares fuck it yeah you know and I ended up where I was just drinking way too much just to get through it just to be like overly sexual mm-hmm. and extra up there um, and then getting back on the plane, hungover, you know, not having any sleep. It was just, you know, being away from home traveling. It's just was too much, and I, I decided it's not for me. Yeah, well, yeah. it makes sense. I, I can, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, so I want to. I also had um, a bunch of people send me questions for you um, through email. 
So I'm going to grab my phone. I know that one of them was, a couple of them actually were asking um, about the movie that you did, uh, God, Sex, and Truth. Um, so, sh- oh boy, Shravan Sharma. <laughs> he sounds good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. My question is, what's your inspiration for making God, Sex, and Truth? And then there was a couple of other variations of that question, okay. but we're just going to go with his. So it wasn't my inspiration. It was RGV's inspiration. RGV was the director. Okay. Um, so how everything originally came about is I was booked to go to India to do a feature film called mm-hmm. Wraith, which hasn't come out. He actually, I talked to him recently, um, and he wants to reshoot it. He wasn't happy with how the movie came, and he wants to reshoot it, and he wants to um, have a, a different person cast uh, opposite me mm-hmm. um, and, and take a different direction with with it, which I can totally see that. While filming it, I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I completely don't mind. Um, but while I was out there, he he considers himself a philosopher, a very intelligent guy, very interesting guy. Mm. Um and I spent a lot of time talking to him, and I was very open, you know, uh, about everything and, and who I am. And he, he felt very comfortable being explicit with me, um, but still in a, a professional way. Um, and so he he had something that he had written and he really believed in. He's very, you know, he's he hates, he's very against how suppressed sexually sexually their culture is yeah um and he wanted to really make a statement because he has a really large following in india um and so he wanted me to contribute to it so it was all it was really all him and i just did the best i could and i agreed with um the overall idea of the film you know mm-hmm. so it, it was something i enjoyed doing what was it can you tell us a little bit of what it was about so it was yes it was because I saw the trailer for it and it confused me. Very confusing. Yeah, I, I, I understand. It's, it's shot differently. It, okay. it is shot differently. Um, so it's basically, I'm just gonna like rough it up <laughs> about women being um, open with their sexuality and uh-huh. not feeling inhibited by society's views. That sexual, that you know, being sexual and having multiple partners, if you so desire, is completely like natural to mm-hmm. to us as human beings. Right, right. So is it like a movie with a storyline or is it like kind of an art piece? It's an art piece. Okay. It's not a movie with a storyline. It's okay. probably about 15 to 17 minutes long. Oh, okay. So it's like a short, it's like a short. Yes. Okay. I yes. thought it was like a full and, movie. No. And the way that he did it, it was, it was pretty shocking to people <laughs> um, because obviously he, he's a well-known Indian director and he yeah. put his name on it, but I'm naked. You know, he wanted, yeah. he wanted to make a statement. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm but as naked, like uh, speaking philosophy. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's something, it's something different and unique, but I liked it. Wow. Um, Okay, so I have another question from Sammy Whammy. Um, this is a very long question. So, uh, qu- Jesus. Okay, finally got to the question. Um, what positive moments or situations can you reflect upon to help drown out negativity that exists on video game streaming platforms? Oh. Also, besides learning the game mechanics and controls of any given game, what has been challenging when starting your streaming channel that you wish you knew earlier? Okay. 
Um, so to drown out the negativity while on stream, I, yeah, do you get, sorry to interrupt, but do you get a lot of that? Like, I don't know what, like you do. Okay. Is it anything like you do? Because YouTube is the worst when it comes to comments. Is it like in that, on that level? Yes. It's on that level. So people will come in, they'll say very crude, very rude things, but um, the plus side of it is, uh, like I said, I have moderators. So mm-hmm. I have people who join my channel who like I've recognized and I've come to trust through my streams and uh-huh. they're on pretty much every time and they will, I've given them certain roles. So they will immediately, if they see something that they know I'm not going to want to see, mm-hmm. they'll immediately block out that comment and ban that person, either right. time, time them out or ban that person, depending on how severe it is. Mm-hmm. So over time, um, it's really, it's really gotten a lot better where I hardly ever see anything like that it's right. only it's mainly just posi- uh, positivity but in the beginning yes I was I was getting things all the time that would upset me um the way that and even like I will say even YouTube as well I hate reading comments yeah I hate it because you can read all kinds of good things that people have to say but you see one bad thing and you're like oh that's true you know yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah and it depresses you for weeks and then you get that insecurity so yeah. I hate it. I hate it when people come on and say that kind of stuff. Um, but on stream, I'm able to I'm able to ignore it. And as far as streaming, it's mainly just been things about um, the porn world. You know, yeah. they haven't actually attacked me as a person. Yeah. So it really hasn't it hasn't been that bad. Um, things that I wish I had known before starting was that everything is recorded. Like. Every everything that I did, like starting my stream when I was super super amateur about it, um, it's on YouTube. Like stream fails, all the rest of it, like that. It's mass produced. All my fails, like every everything I say, it's gonna get around. So wow, yeah, you, it's it's hard to feel comfortable because <laughs> I don't want to say or or do something and and then you know that pop on on YouTube or or whatever, which it does. And it's crazy too, like how the public is so looking for any tiny slip up that they can latch onto and then attack you for, you know, whereas in like casual conversation with friends, you know, I mean, look, we all say stupid shit sometimes. We do. Like we we say something and we're like, God, I I shouldn't have said that. I didn't didn't mean that. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't mean it the way it sounded like whatever, but people will just isolate that one thing, take it out of context and then attack you and like label you as a certain kind of person because you said something a certain way. It's crazy. So I, I just have to tell myself that um, their opinions don't reflect who I am. They mm-hmm. don't actually know me. Right. Um, and to just keep telling myself, be myself. I know I have a good personality. I know people are going to want to see this. And I do try to open up and show my real personality. Yeah. Well, you have a lovely personality. Thank you. <laughs> so as somebody who knows you. Thank you. Um, okay. Nathaniel Law wants to know if you do custom videos. Uh, Nathaniel, I do, I can't say I do often. Um, I'm at the point in my life where I don't like having obligations. So it's, it's kind of, it's not something that I'm going to say, yes, I do. But if you come to me and it's something reasonable, I'll probably work something out with you. Cool. Um, so he wants to also know where he can like contact you to get custom videos. OnlyFans. Okay. OnlyFans is where OnlyFans.com slash Mia Malkova. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Jesse. Sorry. Huizar. Huizar. Jesse. Uh, he wants to know what would be a good theme song for your life? 
And um, also, what is one message you would want to give to your fans? Oh, he signed it Jesse Crumb, but that's not what it's Oh, I know Jesse Crumb. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jesse. I should have read all the way to the end. No, I know Jesse from Twitch. <laughs> uh a good theme song to my life. That's a really hard question. That is a hard question. I'm sorry, I can't answer that. I wouldn't like, be able to think of one nope. off the top of my head either. No, I can think of funny songs I really love, but I don't know why I would consider them theme songs to my life. Yeah, okay. So sorry. You can think about that question, and you can answer that maybe on Twitch later. Right. Once you had, because right. same, like if you asked me that question, I'd be like, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, one message that you would want to give your fans. Um, I would just want to say thank you so much for, for following and, you know, supporting me and, and building me up. Yay. And well, you already answered this. Brian also wants to know where he can get custom videos for you. So, oh, yeah. okay, Brian, you heard the answer. Um, will you be performing at Exotica and you feature dancing from Michael Lee? Nope, she is not. <laughs> she answered that question already. Um, okay. So... Those are all the questions that I have. Um, I'm going to ask you a kind of like random question. Um, It's actually not that random at all. I ask almost everybody that. But what is the one thing that you wish that you had known when you got into the porn industry that you know now that you wish you had known from the beginning? And you could kind of like spin that into whole like what advice would you give new girls? Okay. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say my value. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into the industry, I feel like uh, a lot of girls, as far as like the prices that they, and the things that they'll do for the amount of money, mm-hmm. um, are really not what they should. What what you're doing is you're putting your body out there, your risk on the line. You know, I I think especially considering we don't get residuals, I think that. Um, the value. I wish I I'd valued myself higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's not even it. One thing I guess I would have I would recommend as well is this is this is hard to say. I almost don't I almost don't think that girls should be able to do porn at eighteen because mm. I got into it when I was nineteen, and not that I regret it, not at all. But if I had waited a few years and matured, because I was a baby, like mm-hmm. I'm only, I'm only, I'm about to be 27. I'm still a baby, mm-hmm. you know, but I think back to my mentality when I was 19 and I got in, I didn't know what I was in for yeah. and it will change your entire life. So really, really be smart about it and look at it as a business. Yes. You're definitely not the first person to say that. Um, I know a lot of girls who have echoed the same sentiment and it's something that I, I kind of agree with as well. Um, I definitely know a lot of girls who, um, I feel like could use an extra couple of years, Yes, but then also too, on the flip side, I also do know some girls who are a lot more mature, like at 19, that some girls are at 30 and some people have used it as the opportunity to get themselves out of a really bad situation, like at home or whatever, you know, it's given them the financial freedom to be able to do certain things. Um, so it's like a mixed bag, you know, like, but I think overall, um, I think, I guess the best thing would be like, just really think about it. Yes. You know? Yes, exactly. Like whatever age you are. And realize that this is going to affect the rest of your life. You know, it's going to be with you the rest of your life. And I'm very happy with where I'm at, but I think that I've taken, uh, because of, my looks, I have a better route than a lot yeah. of girls otherwise would. 
So yeah. I think that it is something, and and not to have, um, I, I guess, like delusions of over how it can be or how successful you can be. You really right. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You really don't know. I've definitely seen some girls come in and I thought that they would do better than they did. And then some other girls, I yeah. w- didn't think that they would blow up the way they did. And then so they get out of it. And I've, I've just seen, I've seen some girls, it's not their thing and mm-hmm. it follows them. And so I do, I just, I think, I don't know. I think. You got to think about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not set in stone, but my opinion yes. is that, you know, a few years more. Yeah. You know, to, to mature. It's, yes. It's something, if you can drink, you're not mature enough to drink alcohol till you're 21, but you can go have sex with strangers for millions of people to see. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. No, I hear you. It's a, it's a hard conversation to have, but yeah. I think you definitely have some valid points in there for mm-hmm. sure. And I think there's, like I said, there's a lot of people who agree with you on that. So you're definitely not alone in that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, okay, Mia, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. It was such a pleasure. Um, we're going to do a little bonus Q&A for my Patreon members, just like another 10 minutes. Perfect. Um, so if you guys want to listen to that, you got to join my Patreon patreon.com slash holly randall unfiltered um but me otherwise until then mia can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and also the best ways they can connect to you maybe how to find you on twitch and all that stuff yay okay so my instagram is at mia malkova and then you can find me on twitter which is mia underscore oh sorry instagram's at mia underscore malkova twitter is at mia malkova and then i have my snapchat which is mia malkova tv and uh, my Twitch is twitch.com slash Mia Malkova. You can go on there. I'm, I'm really into Twitch right now, and I really love it, so I'm going to promote it. You can go on there, and, um, like, I'm very, very active in the chat. We have, like, intimate conversations, you know. It, it's something – it's a really, really, really good platform and something I really enjoy, so I'd love it if you join me on there. Um, and then my OnlyFans I'm very active on, too, so – I don't even know the link to that. <laughs> just, it's your same as your Twitter. Probably. So it's onlyfans.com slash whatever your Malkova. Is. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you guys can follow me at Insta- on Instagram at Holly Randall and also on Twitter at Holly Randall. Don't forget, I have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall. Come join us there. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you like my podcast, please make sure to give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It helps me a lot. If you're not listening to me on the iTunes platform, then you can support me in so many other ways. Um, first of all, obviously, I would love it if you would join my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where not only will all of the donations that I get go towards making this podcast better, but also I offer really, really cool perks in exchange for your support. Um, don't forget that I have a new podcast called My LA Porn Job that I am doing with my assistant Eva and it is fucking hilarious and it is available only on my Patreon for only $5 a month. So that's pretty, pretty cheap and I promise we will make you laugh and we'll give you even more insight into this fascinating business that I work in. 
You can also join my Facebook group. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered to get access to other exclusive news about the podcast as well as just join our community. Don't forget too that I videotape all of my podcast interviews and you can access all of those at my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. You can also email us hollyrandallunfiltered at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a voicemail to maybe ask a question for one of my upcoming guests or just leave a comment or tell us a crazy story or anything that you want to say, you can call us at 424-216-6967. So please send us an email, leave us a Facebook message, leave us a Patreon message, um, leave us a voicemail, and we will maybe get back to you on the show, um, especially the new podcast that I'm doing with Eva, My LA Porn Job. We'll definitely be uh, responding to some of your messages. And overall, we just want to hear back from you guys, want to know how we're doing, what you love about the show, what you hate about the show, who you want to listen to, All of that feedback is super valuable to help me make this show the best that it can be. One last piece of news. I plan on going to the 2020 AVN convention in Las Vegas, and I'm going to bring you this podcast live from the show floor. So that's another reason why I need your financial support, because that's going to be a very expensive trip for me. And um, I'm definitely not making the kind of income from the show yet to cover it, which is fine, but I hope to eventually get there one day. And with your help, I hopefully will. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. I appreciate you so much. And um, I'm still like kind of flabbergasted that this show has done as well as it has. And I'm just super grateful for all of you. Mwah!